Hello there, and welcome to episode 10. Woohoo! We made it! 10 down, 59 to go to our big anniversary show. <laughs> uh, I'm obviously host Jay, and welcome to the Down Under Fundercast, a podcast where we talk about podcasts, and boy oh boy are we doing it today. And here we practice the art of talking complete and utter bullshit. Once again, I'm your host Jay, and... Yeah, this episode is about four days late because if you don't live in Australia and if you don't live in Melbourne, you may not be aware that in Melbourne, after 110 days of lockdown, of sitting in our houses, cramped up, not being able to go anywhere or go out to eat or see friends and family, we are pretty much free. We are on the cusp of being completely and utterly COVID-free, not only in Melbourne, but in Australia. And it's pretty fucking amazing. I believe at the moment we have 175 active cases. Uh, in Australia as a whole, we recorded four cases. I think it's three in Queensland and one WA. We'll, we'll fact check that later. Um, you'll see why I said that later on in the show. Um, and yeah, we're um, free. So I spent this weekend, this long weekend... Um, catching up with friends and family, doing this weird thing called going out to eat. Never done that. I haven't done that in such a long time. And all in all, enjoying my life again. It's amazing to be free. And if you live in the UK or you live in America, I truly feel bad for you because I'm sure a lot of you have forgotten what that's like to live in a normal, semi-normal society. But yeah. Anyway... We've had a, a long rest here at the DUT, and we've got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, firstly, it, man, it feels like I haven't recorded an episode in weeks, but it's only been nine, ten days. I missed you guys, and I hoped you missed me. But um, just a few things we touched on last week. Obviously, I talked about the big weekend in sports, and boy, was it a big weekend in sports. And I lost a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I broke even, roughly, give or take. But um, congratulations to Richmond, congratulations to Melbourne Storm, who I some for some stupid reason didn't put money on to win. And congratulations to Khabib, who won his title fight is was twenty nine and zero and decided to retire, which was a shock to a lot of people and me included. He's, he's recently, he's recently, his dad passed away and his dad always wanted him to get to 30 wins, 30 and 0. But he told his mother he wouldn't go out there without his father ever again. And man, that's really admirable. I'm not going to go on a tangent on it, but, you know, Dana White's come out and said that he, he you know, he's had talks with him and he was very emotional that night and he thinks he will fight again. But... Khabib's the type of bloke who's very true to his word. So I don't think we'll be seeing Khabib anytime soon. And more power to him. You know, after that fight, a lot of people were having the conversation. The, you know, the endless, never-ending debate of the GOAT in MMA. And his name is up there. It's really high up there. You know, and then you got there's there's other names up there. GSP's up there, you know. 
John Jones is up there, even though some say there's an asterisk there with alleged drug cheating. Alleged, non-alleged, alleged, alleged drug cheating, you know, depending on who you ask. Um, Steve Merich is up there. Mighty Mouse Johnson's up there. Anderson Silva, jeez, Anderson Silva five years ago was up there. But... I'm really just... I don't know if I'm just burnt out from the whole conversation, but I'm really starting to get burnt out of this GOAT conversation in sports. The greatest of all time. It's such... Such horseshit. Why... Why do we... I know it's great. It's a great topic... You know, a topic piece. And I've talked about it on here before. With ESPN and Fox Sports. Just milking it when there's nothing else to talk about. When it's a slow news day. But we shouldn't be talking about the greatest of all time. We should be talking about the greatest of their era. You know? When I started watching the UFC in the late 2010s. Three guys were the go. Three guys you could make claim to it. Anderson Silva, John Jones, GSP. They were the three. Everyone wanted to see a super fight between one of the combinations of those three. Because they were... Legendary. We never got to see it, unfortunately. Um, and now we've got this new generation. We've got the Khabibs. You know, we've got the, you know, the style benders. You know, those two right now, if, you know, going forward, will probably be the goats of this era. More so style bender because he's got more time under his belt. You know, Stipe Mocic, if he continues going down the path he is, you know, he will probably be one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Anyway, the GOAT conversation is getting to the point where it's redundant. We really need to scale that back and make it the greatest of the era. LeBron's the greatest of his era. Kobe's the greatest of his era. Jordan's the greatest of his era. Bill Russell's the greatest of his era. Conversation over. No arguing, no bullshit, bitch talking, done. Anyway, with that tied in a bow, obviously I didn't record over the weekend because I was seeing family and it was Halloween, so... I got to sit down with my lovely partner and someone, she, I should preface this with, she hates horror movies. She despises them. You know, so because it was Halloween she, and we couldn't go out and go to a dress up party, she said, choose a horror movie and I'll watch it with you. And I sat there for days and I'm like, she hates horror movies. She's jumpy. Like she jumps in fucking comedies. You know, jump scares get her. So I was like, what do I show her? Friday the 13th. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, and as much as I would have loved to see that and watch her shit herself and not sleep for two days, I chose Scream, and it was the first time I've seen Scream in 15 years. I forgot how good the first Scream is. It's great. It, it It's a bit dated, but if when you watch it with a new pair of eyes, it's great. It's not scary. It was scary for her. She jumped, you know, because it's got a lot of jump scares in it. It was just a... It was putting her into the kiddie pool of horror. From that, we'll probably, you know, move on to Nightmare on Elm Street. And then we'll get into the really gory shit. Gooey, gory shit. So, yeah. And then, obviously, last night, I caught up with the in-laws. We had dinner and we spent some time together and had a little bit of social interaction. So, that's what I've been up to. I hope your week, if you're in Australia, your long weekend's been great. Um, anyway, we've got a lot to talk, talk about, as I said. Um, I will quickly touch on this. Uh, I, over the past couple weeks, have been watching The Boys, and over the weekend I watched season two, uh, uh, season two, episode one of The Mandalorian. 
Now, I haven't really kept up to date with The Mandalorian. I watch it here and there. I think I've still missed a few episodes of season one. Just because the first two or three episodes were so slow. And obviously, I'm a season behind on the boys. I'm, uh, let's just say, I'm waiting for my Amazon subscription to uh, get put on a USB and get sent here. Or get given to me. But man, uh, the first... The Boys might be my, you know, favourite show at the moment it's still running. You know, I love Game of Thrones and the first five, six seasons of The Walking Dead and Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad and The Wire and all that good shit. And The Sopranos, can't forget The Sopranos. But this might be my best, my, my best, my best, this might be my favourite show that's currently running. This is great. Um, yeah. So, and the first uh, episode of season two of The Mandalorian was great too. It was actually, it really picked up the pace from season one. So I enjoyed it. So, definitely go and check those two out. I know it's on a streaming service. You won't have to dish out nine, ten bucks. But I think both those shows are worth it. I think they're probably two of the best shows going at the moment. And once... Season 2, I get my hands on Season 2 of The Boys and I watch it, I will probably come on here and I will rave about it. Because Season 1, even though it's a year old, is fucking fantastic. And so yeah, you'll be hearing more of me, hearing me talk about those more over the course of the next couple of weeks. Ah, <sighs> man, I'm so full of energy today. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Um, okay. Let's touch on a few smaller things and then we'll get to the big topic of today, which... If you know me, I think you can already know you already know what it is. Um, Cyberpunk twenty seven seven got delayed again. It feels like it's going to come out in twenty seven 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 seven. Um, yeah, comes out December the tenth now. It's supposed to come out this week. <sighs> this game is never going to be fucking released. I want this game out. It's the only game I'm waiting for. It's the only game I intend to play on the last generation of consoles. And then I will probably buy a new console. So yeah, that's not fun. But hopefully it comes out December 10th and we can play it. Jeez, that's five weeks away. Feels like that episode of South Park where um, Carpen freezes himself and he goes to the future to play the, um, the Wii U. And he goes too far into the future. I feel like there's a lot of people right now wishing they could do that. It'd be great. It'd be a great game when it comes out, when I'm dead. So, yeah. All right. All the miscellaneous stuff for today is done. Let's talk about the big thing. Uh, Joe Rogan, the man who gets me views. All four and a half of them. I did talk on the last episode that I was going to listen to the Kanye West episode. I haven't. I've heard enough reviews about it to know that it's probably not for me. And it just it just reaffirms as a case that Kanye West is insane. So that's my review of that one. But let's talk the big one. Alex Jones returns. Shockingly. I was literally about to listen to the Kanye episode and the Alex Jones one Alex Jones's one popped up. And you can imagine my shock. After all this talk that, you know, especially I've made about Spotify 
censoring Joe and all that, to see Joe Rogan and Alex Jones in the same sentence pop up was completely and utterly insane. <sighs> Alright. There's a lot to break down here. And for the first time ever on this episode, I actually made notes while I listened to it. I know it's crazy for a podcast that talks about podcasts. But yeah. Yeah. I really don't even know where to begin. Okay, let's start here. Let's start with the fact that it was it looked like that for the four the first four days of its release, it wasn't showing up on Spotify. And you can imagine people lost their minds, they went insane. It's up now. Um Joe had to come out and say that it's just a crypting issue. And it's up now, so I guess there's no problem it one would believe but yeah that was that but that just it 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 um makes the conspiracy theorists gives them a little bit more weight to the thing where you know maybe joey's being censored and we're going to get to that because i think that episode somewhat proves it in some ways Anyway, I'm not going to sit here and talk about everything mentioned in that podcast. It was a it was a four hour podcast, and I'm not going to sit here and talk about you know the water the waters turning the frogs gay and Epstein's Island and corruption and Hunter Biden's laptop with kitty porn on it. It's too much. You want if you want the information of everything they talked about, go listen to it. I want to sit here and talk about the the psychology, the body language of the actual episode. Because that will tell you that is way more interesting to me. So the fact that the entire episode it feels like Joe is being super combative. It was ridiculous. That episode has made Joe Rogan look as bad as any episode ever has. His stock has fallen. And this is the general consensus with a lot of people. Um, the endless fact checking. Listen, I get it. You're and this is where you have to sit there and you have to go. This is Spotify putting their hands into the Joe Rogan experience, either intentionally, which I doubt, but unintentionally in the Joe in the back of Joe Rogan's head. And he's Abdullah Ablakara, or however the fuck you say it. You know what I mean? Because I don't think I've ever seen an episode with so much fact checking gone into it. And I think it was done for a good reason. I think it was done for Joe to show that Alex Jones is right more than he's wrong. And shockingly, he is. It's not comedy. It's not. It's just not a crazy man just spouting shit off. Half the shit he's saying, not even half, 90% of the stuff he says is either right or it's a half-truth. For the stuff that this man rattles on about, you know, the military, the military industrial complex, corruption in the mili- in the um in politics, you know, COVID, fucking, you know, <sighs> there's so much to talk about. It I'll be I'd be doing a two hour episode on just it, but it's um it was shocking to actually hear how much of he got he got right, but at the same time. It's a podcast, not a medical 
essay. It's not a scientific study. It's two. It's three blokes smoking cigars, drinking beers and whiskey, and talking shit. So, I want to believe that Joe's done that for his friend. But I can't, with everything that's happened, I can't sit here and say that's that's not Spotify putting their hands into the honeypot. Or Joe being so, being aware of it. You know, like, yeah. It was off-putting. And that, like I said, that episode made Joe look so bad. And the other point I want to touch on is you can't have Alex Jones on if you're going to be sober. It's no fun. And I think that always plays a part to it. The fact that Joe was sober made that po- that podcast not insufferable, but it definitely took away <sighs> from what it could have been. That could have been an all time, an all timer, like the ones he's had with Betty Bravo. You know, so that was disappointing. That it could have been more. On a lighter note, that is probably the best podcast I've ever heard with Tim Dillon on. Hands down. Like, I've heard Tim Dillon on his own podcast, on Legion of Skanks. That is his best podcast. He he was the big winner out of that. You were going to rank it one, two, three. You'd go Tim Dillon, Alex Jones, Joe Rogan. Not even that. Tim Dillon, Alex Jones, young Jamie, because he's a fucking bounced back from COVID and was on his motherfucking game that day because he, he had to fucking fact check some shit hella fast. And then Joe Rogan. Um. Yeah, and the only and the other thing that came out of it that wasn't related to the actual topics that we're talking about. At one point in the podcast, it sounds like the microphone, Joe's microphone, picks up a voice in his ear that says, "Relax, I'm okay." So no, I lied. Jamie, check that out. It says, "Relax, I'm still here." It's a woman's voice, and there have been theories online that that is a Spotify employee. As much as I'd love to play into the conspiracy theorist, because I be- I'm starting to believe the conspiracy more and more, it's not. It's one of the members of Joe's production team. That's what people forget about Joe Rogan. It's not just Joe Rogan and Young Jamie. There's a handful of people who work on the show. They've moved to Texas. Um, but yeah, blaze into the conspiracy theory that Joe is being controlled by the mainstream media. Ooh, spooky fingers. But yeah, but with that episode, and I promise I'm not going to talk about this the whole episode. We're going to move on to some other things. Trust me, I I could probably just sit here and just play a recording of it if I was going to do that. But it made me think about. Some of Joe Rogan's all-time guests that I've listened to. And, you know, I haven't listened to all of Joe Rogan's... All of them. But I've listened to... How many have there been? It's into the 2000s now. I've listened between the earlier versions, the the, the middle versions in LA, and now these. Somewhere of upwards of 800. Maybe. Maybe 900. Not a, probably not 1,000. So it made me think of a list of Joe Rogan's all-time guests. And usually this is where the pod five would come in, where we do a top five of something to do with podcasts. 
I genuinely couldn't put this list into just five people. It was too much. And that was with, like, rules in it. You could only have a guest that's been on there twice, and I didn't want to include MMA people in it because I feel like I can make that my own list. So just to include, you know, comedians, scientists, you know, actors, and all that, it, I couldn't put it into five people. So, we're going to supersize it. We're going we're gonna to pump it full of fucking steroids and jack it up, and we're going to make it a pod 10. For it. Oh, look at that. Look at the symmetry. I just realized it. Our 10th episode, we'll do top 10. Oh, it's great. I'm amazing. Jeez. Someone sign me to your network. <laughs> Preferably, and pay me in crack. Because I'm a fucking idiot. Nah. So anyway, these are just my top 10 of the top guests I've heard on Rogan. Alright, so let's get into it. Number 10, Elon Musk. It's just for the meme. It really is just for the meme of him smoking that joint. No. So his recent episode was pretty tame. It was subdued. His first one, half of it was subdued. And then Joe Rogan gave him a joint. And then the rails really came off. And it showed a human side to Elon Musk. You know, and I... I enjoy Elon Musk. I think... Most of his podcast is really interesting and insightful. You know, he's a bit introverted and he's not a big talker. But when he does talk and when he goes into things, it's truly amazing. From, you know, AI to chips in our brain and to the tunnels being built in LA. It, it's quite nutty. But, you know, and it is the me. It's... I did it for the meme, as the kids say. Alright, number eight. Um, Personal favourite of mine, I, in my younger years, I think like most people my age, spent many, many, many fucking um, months listening to old O&A clips, the old Ophie and Anthony show. There was a radio show out of New York, and I've talked about it on here, I'm sure. So my number nine... And my number eight, sorry, my number nine is Anthony Cumia. And my number eight is Jim Norton. Two people that were prominent on it. The simple fact is they're great storytellers. Jim in his younger years when he was a bit more um, perverse. Like he's, he's, much more, he's much more mature these days, we'll say. And, well, Anthony Cumia is the same that he was 20 years ago. <laughs> he's still a fucking... He likes guns, young girls, and drinking. And gambling. Anthony Akuma. And, you know, they both made and, you know, have come from, you know, have made it. That show have come out of that. I can't talk today. So much round and around in my head. They have come from that show. And Jim is... A success story. From what he was on that show, he, I consider him one of my favourite comedians. Of all time. And Anthony, well, he's got his own network. Compound Media. And personally, he doesn't need to be successful. He's rich. From a man who used to install air conditioners 
to what he is now is astonishing. He don't need to do it. He does it because for the love of it. And if someone could pass on this message to Opie, who was the other half of Opie and Anthony, tell him to suck a big fucking fat dick. I I don't come on here and bash podcasts recently because I don't think that's the right thing to do. But I will come on here and I will bash fucking Opie Radio with Bubba the fucking fat sponge. It's a horrible. It's horrible. And, you know, you got... Opie on YouTube recording videos under his fucking house in his in his crawl space. Like he's fucking Walter White. Anyway. Fuck Opie. Suck a bag of dicks. Okay. Number seven. We talked about him just recently. Alex Jones. <sighs> that man that man's head must be just a bag of cats. Like it's insane. But once again, he's right. He's just got the ADHD. You know, he just rattles off shit so quickly that you're sitting there trying to comprehend that he's just told you that the world's a lie. And by the time you got up, he's on to the next thing. But, yeah. His podcast... It, every time he's on the Joe Rogan experience, is great. Absolutely. You know, every time. And I think... Sometimes that plays a part into who he's on with. I think it's important. I think Tim Dillon is a good side piece for it. Eddie Bravo? Not so much. So, yeah. Uh, number six. A bit more of an educational one. You can sort of see a pattern I have. I like the funny ones. But I also like the educational ones. And number six is Edward Snowden. Because I learn so much from listening to him because he unlike Alex Jones he puts it into simple digestible bites with simple words simple basic language and yeah I just you know I'm obviously very big on you know my privacy on internet and I also think that Edward Snowden's a hero for the fact that what he's uncovered you know it's astounding. So, and, you know, when he talks, I listen. Because genuinely, when he says something, it's insightful and you learn something you don't know. Whether it's about social media or the internet or the shit the government doesn't tell you. And also, can't lie, he's got a straight ties. So I can't, you know, not like him. Does he have straight ties? Jamie, look that up. Alright, number five, we mentioned it before. Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo's just a madman. Eddie Bravo's Alex Jones without the knowledge. But fuck, he's funny. He's just... He's, um... Some of the shit he says is outrageous. And, you know, so what do I have to say? He's, he's a flat earther. He believes the world is probably flat. The man has smoked way too much weed in his life. But he's entertaining. And when he's on a fight companion... It's really interesting, and when you can actually get him to talk about jujitsu, you like I don't do jujitsu, but I learn a little bit and I understand what he's saying. So he's a wizard at that. Number four, man, I've mentioned on him many a time. Ari Shafir, did you know? He's a little edu- you know, a little nah, 
what you say? A little bit of knowledge for you today. That Ari Shafir has been on, and I will search, I will fact check this, just because we're all about fact checking today. Ari Shafir has been, is the fourth most, is the, has been on the show. How do you, oh man, I'm losing my fucking brain. There are only three other people that have been on the Joe Rogan experience more than Ari Shafir. Number one is my number one. Number two is Brian Callen, or he who should not be named. And number three is Joe's good friend, Duncan Trussell. Ari's fourth. It's quite astounding. And I wouldn't have guessed that, but I'm assuming that goes back to the really early days. Anyway, Ari Shafir is one of the few comics left in the industry that will say whatever the fuck he wants when he wants. And it's refreshing. And it doesn't happen all that often these days. So I like I like him for that. And he's just funny. And he's a good guest. And he's one of those guests that you can work with just him. Or you can have a guest on with him. See ya. Um, my number three. Now we're getting to the nut cutting. This might be a, a controversial pick. But once again, this is my list. And you don't like it, fuck off. So... <clears throat> Number three, Steve-O. Now, it's controversial because Steve-O has his own podcast. And I love Steve-O, but it's not great. It's really not. Steve-O is not the person who should do the interviewing. Steve-O should be the interviewee. He should be getting interviewed. Because the man is insane. I have, He's lived an extraordinary life. But I don't want to hear him ask questions. I want to hear people ask him questions. And the first two um, episodes he was ever on with Joe Rogan are two of the funniest episodes. One of the very few episodes of the Joe Rogan experience I've gone back and I've listened to. They are that fucking funny. They're hilarious. You know, from him going to Clown College to him falling off a three-story fucking apartment complex breaking all the teeth in his mouth going back to the same spot chugging a beer where he nearly fucking died you know it's great so he's my number three it's controversial but I like it number two let's get into nut cutting time Bill Burr Bill Burr and Joe Rogan may have some of the best chemistry I have ever seen in podcasting They work so well together. Bill's funny. Joe's funny. And also, Bill likes to prod him a little bit. You can see it. He he pushes the boundaries. You can go back only to three or four months ago when Bill pretty much got Joe to say that Mars was stupid. And then Joe came out and said on the next episode, Mars was stupid. So I like Bill. And, you know, he's very funny. We talked about him on his Saturday Night Sketch. I thought it was funny. Podcast is very funny. He's a very funny man, and he's also got ties to the uh, the ONA show back in the day, where it's where I originally found him. And if it hadn't been for him, I wouldn't have heard the comedic genius that is that was Patrice O'Neill. And I thank him for that because Patrice is one of the funniest comedians I've ever heard. And one of the reasons, if it wasn't for Patrice, 
I wouldn't have heard of Big J Okerson, which led me to Legion of Skanks. It's all connected, man. It's all connected. Anyway, number one. And the person who's appeared the most ever on a Joe Rogan Experience podcast. I think you know what it is. I think it's universally everyone's number one. And that is Joey Coco motherfucking Diaz. My missus hates him. <laughs> she did, she hears that voice and she tells me to turn it off when I'm trying to when we're going to sleep. She despised that voice, especially his old ones when he was you know talking about eating a monkey dog, you know, you know, and all that kind of shit. He, he's hilarious, and he's got some you know really good stories of when he was a drug addict and all that kind of shit. And yeah, he does, and he's very funny. And he's very insightful. He's not everyone's cup of tea, though. So, yeah. There it is. The the supersized top... The pod 10 of Joe Rogan experience guess. I need a drink of water. <clears throat> Alright. I'm a little bit Joe Rogan burnt out now. And it doesn't help that Sober Joe makes me sad. That's his new name. It's Sober Joe. We're going to have Stone Joe and Sober Joe. Um, sort of, you know, another little podcasting topic that is interesting is if you're fans of the um, Are You Garbage podcast, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned them on here a few times. I enjoy them. Very tame compared to what I listen to, but good. Essentially, they get comedians and people of interest and they are, and they... Ask them questions and they find out if they're garbage or not. They recently, in the last two months, decided to join the Gas Digital Network. And in the last two months they've been there, last week they... Not last week, last Friday they decided to leave and go to Patreon. And a lot of people, a lot of the the, circle, the inner circles I'm in, got really upset about this. One, because it looks like they... Went to the network, got all the views they can, and then they left. And two, that they decided to go to a paid subscription base independent. Here's the thing, I wish them all the best. Personally, if I'm a podcaster, I would rather be on a network than have a Patreon. Once, because I'm lazy, and it's too much work. And... If you listened to, I think it was four episodes ago, my feelings on Patreon. They had been around for a little while, independent of each other, as comedians. Then they got together, then they did the podcast, then after two months, then they opened a Patreon. It's cutting it thin, but it's acceptable. Like, I don't like new podcasts starting Patreon. I've said it. It's Jewy. I, I consider it a very Jew thing to do. But they're obviously seeing a lot of success. And if they feel they can branch out, do that, more power to them. But a lot of people were losing their minds online. Can't believe you've done this. You know, Gas Digital gave you the platform. You took what you, you sucked up everything you could and you left. Here's the problem. This happens more often than you think. Me, 
And I feel like fact checking, fact checking is the big theme of this episode. Because I, before I wanted to come on here and say anything, I wanted to look into some instances of podcast leaving networks. And literally within 10 minutes of a Google search, I found free and Google search and a bit of just knowledge, you know, I'm sure there's hundreds of examples. There probably literally is hundreds of examples. I found three examples that I found to be quite interesting. That cover three different situations. So, first off, you've got Tim Dillon. I think I've mentioned Tim Dillon more on this podcast than I have. have. Tim Dillon had a podcast on the Gas Digital Network. And he left. And he went independent. So this happened... This is normal for Gas Digital. They rotate. You know... They would you know there's a lot of people who join who want to do their own thing. I don't know if that's a bad thing. I'm sure that the management in Gas Digital would like these people to stay. And from my insights into the company, they do everything they can to keep their um, hosts happy. But it's almost a revolving door. And then. With a little bit of research, uh, J.D. Reddick, uh, basketball player for the New Orleans Pelicans, he had a show, a podcast, on The Ringer, and he left to start his own network. You know. So there's, there's a podcaster leaving to not just start a podcast, but to start their own network. Um, and what I'm trying to get at is, one of the reasons I love podcasting and one of the reasons I love, you know, this huge, massive, intertwined, twisted, you know, community, there's not a lot of cutting people off of the nuts. You know, there might be beefs in podcasting, you know, but I know Gas Digital has wished Tim Dillon well. I've heard it. I know that Gas Digital has wished Are You Garbage? Well, I've heard it. I know... I'm pretty sure I've heard Bill Simmons... Well, and I, I surely haven't heard that Bill Simmons and fucking J.D. Reddick have beef. So... Yeah. And lastly, the last situation that I want to bring up that I followed closely and it finished just before I started this podcast was the, um, the Call of Daddy drama. Now... I've heard an episode here and there. It's not really for me. It's more of a... Young... Female... Demographic. And I also, you know, like... Listening to the, you know... I don't, I don't want to get horny when I listen to the podcast, to be honest with you. That might sound a bit horrible, but I, that's not what I listen to podcasts for. I, you know, I want to be in... I want to laugh and learn. I don't want to be at work and you know, get half a chub and not be able to do anything with it. But some of the stuff's interesting. You know? So they had their whole drama with their co-host and they didn't want to sign back with um, Barstool and they wanted to take their IP with them and there was a lot of controversy and, and all kinds of shit going on. And eventually, they didn't leave, the podcast didn't leave the network. But one of the co-hosts did. She pretty much got kicked off the podcast. 
That's another example. Sometimes things get messy, is what I'm trying to say. So we should always keep that in mind. A lot of these situations end happily. They land amicably. Both sides and leave and they say, we wish you best on your future endeavours, and they say, we wish you best on your future endeavours. Sometimes it gets really messy. And, you know, there's a whole backstory with that core her daddy drama that is too long and really not worth the time to explain. You can Google search it. It was big at the start of the year, and then this thing called COVID came out, and I don't know what it is, but it was pretty important, and that seemed petty and childish. So, yeah. Point is... trying to choose my words wisely we should those podcasts should be somewhat loyal to their network but at the same time nine times out of ten the podcast they have is their creation they've come up with the idea they put the time into it you know they've nurtured it loved it like a child and that should come first and then you know you got stuff like mental well-being and stuff and, and all that kind of jazz but just the intellectual property. You know, something that you care about. I can assure you, if I joined the network and they tried to take this podcast from me, they could claw it out of my cold, dead fucking hands. It may be a stupid name. I may be sitting in my lounge room recording on my phone, but this is mine. This is ours. You know? I do it for the people. So, yeah. Leave... But leave amicably is what I'm trying to say in big words and really messily. Yeah. Um, we're really getting to the end. We're nearly there. Let's um, let's do what we do best and let's um, let's end on podcast a week. We'll get some uh, some boring plugs out of the way. It's a beautiful day in Melbourne today. It's thirty. Oh, it's twenty nine degrees. I'm going to go and enjoy a bit of sun and have a nap. Maybe have a margarita. Alright, podcast of the week. You know the deal. I give you top three episodes that I've listened to in either the past week or in this case 10, 11 days. I give you the best one. I give you two that you should, you know, definitely find time to listen to. So, let's hit it. Episode three. It's almost, it's probably a shock it's this slow, but it's the Alex Jones and Tim Dillon podcast with Joe Rubin. It's the Joe Rogan experience with Alex Jones and Tim Dillon. Why? Because I literally talked about it for 20 minutes. If a podcast can make me do that, you should probably listen to it. Um, I'll do a, I forgot to write one down. Do a quick search. Um, number two is episode 405 of Skeptic Tank with Ari Shafir, and it's War Stories. With Jake, I'm not even going to try and pronounce your last name because I'll butcher it. Anyway, he is a war journalist. It's more referred to as conflict reporting. And he spent a little bit of time in a Turkish prison. Some pretty bad dudes. And by bad dudes, I mean members of ISIS. And, you know, it's nice to hear good stories about media and about journalism. 
because we don't hear I don't hear a lot of them these days. I don't. So it was a really good listen. And I, I recommend you check it out. And number one, jeez, Ari picks up one and two. Oh wow, technically. Number one is Troll of the Century, the Legion of Skanks. And I'm really starting to consider I may rename this award the Louis J. Gomez Award. That was fucking hilarious. I was listening to that work on Friday. I pissed myself laughing. It was absolutely hilarious. And you should definitely check it out. Obviously, if you listen to this, you probably have already. But obviously, with the story that Ari dosed one of the members... Of the Legion of Skanks. And that was the trial to see if who was guilty. Was it uh, Ari who slipped the drink over to Big J? Or was it Lewis who brought the LSD to the podcast? Who was guilty? Who was innocent? Uh, I'm not going to spoil the end. But at the end... Before they spin the Wheel of Punishment, because they had a Wheel of Punishment with some really horrible shit on it, uh, there seems to be a suicide bomber who decided to go to the podcast and blow them all up. Because the podcast ends with some really big blank bangs. And obviously, you know, I'm joking, it wasn't a suicide bomber. Someone decided to let off fireworks to end the show so that the loser didn't have to spin the wheel. So, that was obviously planned. <laughs> it was very funny, in a corny way. But it was a really good show. It was very... Show. It's not a visual medium, but I can see it with my... I can... With it, it, it's so good order... It's such good audio, I can visually picture it in my mind. That good. And all the podcasts I talk about are that good. This podcast, eh, not so much. Anyway, on that note of me trashing, my, trashing myself... That brings us to the end of today's episode, episode 10. Thank you for waiting the last couple of days for me to get this out. I've been really wanting to talk to you guys, and I appreciate you listening to this 50-minute podcast. Um, obviously, you can find me on Twitter at DownUndercast7. Check it out. I do all my best stuff there. Um, uh, please, by all means, if you'd like, leave a review. One star, two star, three star, four, five... Depending on how you feel. Um, I think someone did leave a review a couple weeks ago that I need to look. Actually, I remember it. I don't remember who named it, but the review was, (laughs) it's (laughs) alright. I found that quite funny. Like, you literally did what I asked you to do. Just go and make a three-star review and say it's okay. So I pay that. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So... Follow me on Twitter. So, you know, leave a review to the podcast. Tell a friend. You know, maybe don't tell your grandma. Maybe not really for her. But next time you're around a circle and you're smoking a joint and you can remember me saying these words, mention me to your friends and your junkies. When you buy drugs, mention it to your drug dealer. When you go to your AA mentor meetings, after you tell them about your sad life, mention me at the end. And yeah, um, that's it really. I think we're done for today. Uh, until next week, I I might record an episode on Friday. 
I don't know. Podcasting news and podcasting world. Many things happen between Tuesday and Friday. But if not, you I'm sure you will hear me and at least, you know, maximum a week. Maximum. Famous last words. Anyway, this is Jay signing off. Peace.